I'm very non-traditional. Like I did not come to, to faith at a church service uh, mm-hmm. or anything like that. In fact, uh, my shorts, my, my, I'm, this is way long, but I actually got uh, my first prompting. Well, I want to say my first prompting, but uh, a prompting of the Holy Spirit to be a part of a prison ministry while I was an atheist. And so I, I, I went into a prison and I got converted. I mean, I, I started following in the prison ministry while I was telling people about Jesus and whom I didn't believe in. In my work as a pastor and pioneer of new things, I get to work with, coach, and learn from others, tilling soil, planting seeds, and praying for rain as we dig in and engage our communities for the mission of God. Join me as we share stories from the field in the Common Ground Podcast. This is the Common Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Jalad, cultivator of Fresh Expressions here in North Georgia and cultivator of the Common Ground Network at Mount Pisgah and Johns Creek. It is a pleasure to welcome today my friend Sam Hubbard, a new friend, um, a uh, an insurg- a fellow insurgent. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's Ooh. what I'm calling us. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. A fellow insurgent in the Fresh Expressions movement. Um, actually, Sam and I are in the doctoral cohort at United Seminary, um, with Doctor Michael Beck, and um, and we're having a lot of fun together. And I really wanted to um share Sam with our audience and get you the opportunity to hear from him about what's happening where he is. So Sam, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody about your role, where you are. You are not in Georgia. And let's get no, this not. thing started. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm still in the deep south, so there's that. That's true. I'm uh my name's Sam. Uh I'm uh much like much much uh instigators like me and you or infiltrators or whatever you called us, insurgents, insurgents. Insurgents. Yeah, I I I went through every I in the alphabet. Um uh I have I've multi-pointed because I only can uh only so many people can only handle so much of me, so I have to be dispersed. So I have two roles. I um I'm uh, one of the directors at a Wesley Foundation on the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. Uh, that's a whole big story there. But then I also am the associate director of uh, – we have the longest name in the world. Uh, I'm the associate director of the Office of Congregational Development and Transformation for the Louisiana United Methodist Annual Conference. So oh, That is a mouthful. Yeah, and, yeah, and specifically – uh, I'm, a, I, um, I, uh, kind of stir the pot with church planting and fresh expressions and a little bit of leader development, leadership development, because that obviously is a lot of that in there. Uh, I'm also married, two kids, lots of animals. I got my grand dog around here somewhere. <laughs> lots of animals. <laughs> yeah. Keeps things exciting. So I, um, yeah, you and I just met at the beginning of our our cohort, or maybe kind of in a Fresh Expressions um, webinar or something at some point. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was just like, I felt like I, when I got on the first uh, call, uh, like the first Zoom or the whatever we have, WebEx, when I first looked at it, I was just like, everybody's famous in here but me. Like, you know, it was like, <laughs> Infamous, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, was like, I was like, I know this guy, and, other, and there's this blonde-headed girl. I've seen her somewhere, too. And because uh, I was like, I just watched her two days ago on a webinar from Fresh Expressions. I'm like, yeah. I'm such a joke. Oh, please. Oh, those are so fun, though. So, yeah, I knew your name sounded familiar. So tell everybody, like, how how did you get involved in this whole 
fresh expressions thing and um you know how did you become a part of the the movement how are you practicing some of the the values around fresh expressions tell us that story well i mean it's it's complicated uh cuz um a lot of my story has i mean literally my whole entire story is me doing something having no idea why i'm doing it mm-hmm. and then finding out later other people are doing it mm-hmm. and uh, uh so um like I have, a, I wasn't raised in the church at all. In fact, I've only really even my first church I ever walked into uh, was in 2005. Uh, you know, I'm 40, what, five now. Uh, so I was in my 30s when that happened. Um, and uh, long story short, I was, I've been an atheist, you know, definitely my my adult life and my early teenage life. And one of those really, really, you know, Richard Dawkins level kind. Mm. Um, and um and so uh, when I went to, when I walked into there, it was really just to make my wife happy and, um, and really to, I thought, well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll learn how to disassemble Christians and religion better here. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so I did, you know, I was in Bible studies and I did this and that. And um, obviously I, I found some different things than what I expected. Mm. Uh, uh, but, um, I'm very non-traditional. Like I did not come to, to faith at a church service, uh, mm-hmm. or anything like that. In fact, uh, my shorts, my, my, I'm, this is way long, but I actually got, uh, my first prompting. Well, I want to say my first prompting, but, uh, a prompting of the Holy spirit to be a part of a prison ministry while I was an atheist. And so I, I, I went into a prison and I got converted. I mean, I, I started following in the prison ministry while I was telling people about Jesus and whom I didn't believe in. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, because ultimately my, my, my initial step after that was the only way I'm going to prove that, that Jesus doesn't exist and nothing that he says is true is that if I live, if I live, I live my life as if it were, Mm. because that's the, that's the only way I can prove it wrong. Talk about me. Talk about some pervenient grace working there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, is this God's because I feel like the Holy Spirit's like this dude, he thinks he's so smart, but he's dumb as a bag of hammers. Let's 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 make him feel smart. And uh, but anyways, um, so I, uh, I, you know, I got to be a local pastor, started as a local pastor, felt called to be an elder um, uh, because one of the, my primary callings for the elder is, uh, you know, I really do feel led to. Um, be a voice in the capital C church as well as mm-hmm. the lowercase C church, you know, mm-hmm. the, the local church and the, mm-hmm. and the, the church universal, because I do think I have a little bit of a different, you know, experience and a little different perspective. And uh, like, I, I, I say this all the time to some of my uh, coaches and stuff is like, I, if you sent me in a room with uh, uh, a room full of militant atheists with pitchforks, mm-hmm. I would feel right at home. Uh, <laughs> but you see, you, you 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 send me you send me into a room full of uh, Christians and I I just start sweating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't feel comfortable there. It's not. I mean, I, I can function in it, but I just don't feel comfortable. Okay, so wait, Sam. So wait, 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 wait. So wait. So you 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 made a pretty big leap here. You're like, okay, I'm working in prison ministry. I am still an atheist. I have a conversion experience. I begin to follow Jesus. And then you go immediately from that and you're like, and then I became a local pastor. Like what happened between the prison ministry? <laughs> like that's not normal for most people. So I know, I know. Well, at the same time that happened in the prison ministry, I, I did feel a big prompting to to become, you know, a, 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 I guess a vocational uh, mm-hmm. pastor. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I kind of, what I did is I tried to like fill that in other ways. Cause I really, I mean, I'm still, I mean, this is probably, I don't want too many people to hear this. I, I, the, the whole professionalization of, of mm-hmm. clergy is just, mm-hmm. I mean, I make my living from it, but it's also, I find it completely ridiculous. And, uh, so, uh, I, I was like, you know, I'm just, I, 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 uh, I can do this outside of this structure, mm-hmm. but, uh, then eventually I, I figured out, I was like, no, it's, this is, it's, I can absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to do it in here. I totally feel you. Yeah, I really do. Like the change from the in, like you can, you can affect change from the inside to uh, a greater degree, perhaps um, than that. It's like, yeah, it's almost like um, what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount in a, he's got a riff with me on this. You know, he's just like when he's talking about loving your enemies, it's like, you know, you, you know, you love your, your you, you love your family. You know, how hard is that? Anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so it's like, well, Sam, of course you can exist outside the church. These are your people. That's easy. You mm-hmm. should do the hard thing. Mm. And uh, um, and it's like, well, I don't want to do the hard thing. You know, <laughs> so because ultimately, you know, you know, when the, the spirit speaks, it, it, you know, it was telling me, hey, um, you need to love you need to learn how to love these people you really do and and i was like well crap yeah the spirit makes it hard to uh deny um that that prompting and that that call for sure yeah yeah so fast forward you know i had to fi- i didn't even finish my undergraduate degree so i had to finish my undergraduate degree you know i got into even though i was i, I could have got admitted into asbury without my undergraduate degree but my conference wouldn't let me Wow, uh, but that's another uh, like I love finding things in the book of discipline. I'm like, hey, the book of discipline says I don't have to have an undergraduate degree uh, if to get to seminary. If I can get to the seminary, and I called Asbury and everything, and they're like, sure, if you can get past all the hurdles, you can get in. And I was like, so here you go, I'm going to save a ton of money. And they're like, nah, fam, you got to go. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I wow, I, I I did that, and then I uh, got a, I started at Asbury. And honestly, I, you know, I didn't want to go to seminary. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a complete waste of time. And obviously that was, I found that to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I really, I mean, I can't say enough great things about my seminary experience. Mm-hmm. It's, it was, it truly was like a seedbed, you know, it really was just so formative and yeah. I mean, countless ways. And, um, but that's when I think it was, I'm trying to remember it was about halfway through and I'm trying to, I think I was in a counseling class. Yeah. Or, or yeah, like some kind of pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm trying to remember exactly somebody behind me work at George Acevedo's church. Uh-huh. And, um, I think he was a youth minister. He still is. Matter of fact, I saw him, um, saw him on a feed the other day. And he started mentioning about George Osvito and blah, 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 fresh expressions. I'm like, what the hell is a fresh expression? What is that? <laughs> and um, and then that's when I looked it up uh, and I was like, OMG, this is, uh, I, this is exactly what I've been thinking my like yeah. forever, because that was always my rub in mm. the local church. I worked for a mega church. And so uh, there was a lot of room for me to, you know, not play the norm, but it was still very, you know, very yeah, organizational and very, right. you know, consumer, consumer Christianity. And, mm-hmm. and so I was always pushing the edges about, mm-hmm. you know, what that should look like. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, why do we, why do we do all this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this is weird. Uh, it's like, th- like, so to worship Jesus, we have to come into a room with a bunch of lights and hear a white dude talk. I don't, 
like isn't there other ways to do this it's amazing how the that that the experience in um you know leading up to that point in your conversion how how that created a different lens through which to see the church which frankly we can come become blind to over time right i mean particularly if we were formed in that environment that's all what we know so we don't necessarily question you know the the value um or the faithfulness of what we what we call church um yeah yeah, so see, and, we need antagonists. We need antagonists. Well, and see, that's ultimately I, I it helped me start piecing some things together mm-hmm. because I realized I was never I was never uh, whether it's provenient, justifying, or sanctifying. All of my experiences, all my born again and again and again experiences, were outside of the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. They were in a small group or a Bible study or in service or doing the prison ministry or you just name it every every formational thing was outside of the institutional church or the organization you know the the building Mm -hmm. yeah and so that's why i was always like i i just don't and and you look at it and you see how much money we spend and how much effort we put on this this one hour and i'm like this is and from my business background which i was i was in business before that was a whole other thing um, I was like, this is a really bad ROI. You know, <laughs> this is like, this is like a horrible investment yeah. strategy. But um, so that's when I started reading about fresh expressions. And I was like, oh, God, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just did the usual stuff. I uh, I read a lot. Um, I, I tried to do a, a, a few things at my at my church, but it didn't go anywhere. It was just was too different for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, they just couldn't wrap their mind around. Uh, so wait a minute. Uh, so you're going to, they come back here, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, that's the thing. Yeah. They might, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. They might. Oh, that doesn't, that, that I need some certainty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or it's like, you want to spend this much time on mm-hmm. four people? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why, why shouldn't I? Yeah. And, um, and so it was really not until, um, and this is a whole other story too, is, I got, um, and like I said, this is a long story, so I'll just jump to the part where I got appointed, dual appointed. I was allowed to stay as um, senior, like youth pastor, you know, like next gen pastor over at this place. And but I was also allowed to. Um, I got appointed at a Wesley Foundation over at Southeast, uh, you know, where I am now. Mm-hmm. And um, so this became like my little playground mm-hmm. because I was the boss. And, you know, I could do whatever I wanted. And the, and, and the, and the, and the ministry was dead, like completely mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. The building should have been tore down. And so like, nobody cared what I did because mm-hmm. they were like, that's ah, dead anyway. He can't possibly screw it up worse. And, um, and so the short version is we had $7,000 in the bank and we had six weeks before school started. And in that six weeks, we, uh, we, <laughs> this is crazy. We did a hundred thousand dollar renovation uh, with people that um, came as far as Indiana to come help us do it, uh, and and uh, we when we got done, we were we were the whole place was renovated, ready to go the first day of school, and people walked in, and we haven't stopped since. Wow! And um, and we're now to the point, and see, and this whole thing is like basically a fresh expressions laboratory. Everything we've mm. ever done Good. is a fresh expression because what I, one of my 
things I said was, and I, and I, I, and I guess I should say, I know I sound so iconoclastic sometimes and I, <laughs> I don't mean to be, you know, it's just that, you know, I'm very, I'm very definitive on what my calling is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not, when I say stuff, I don't mean to impose it upon other people. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, this is mine. I know what mine is. Right. And, um, and mine was, I, I don't, I'm not going after the Christian kids. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they want to come they will they'll, they'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take anybody. I don't yeah. care who you are. Yeah. But, um, there's 60% of our population here. Uh, there's 14,000 people in front of me. Just, mm-hmm. I'm right on the South edge of Canada, 14,000 people in a town of 20,000 people. And, um, and that's 60%, yeah. 60% of our, of our area is non, has no faith affiliation right. whatsoever. And that's, that's pretty standard. Yeah. That's pretty standard in most populations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to do anything and everything to, 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 go to these people, not have them come mm-hmm. here, but go to these people. So we start in that six weeks, I forgot to mention, we started a coffee shop and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and like, like a, a like a, like a, a, a really, um, high end coffee shop. Like mm-hmm. we roast our own beans and we do all these things. And, um, uh, and so that, cause there was no, and I didn't do it because all oh, this is the hip thing to do. There was two coffee shops on campus for 14,000 people. Huh. And it's like, this is a need. This is a yeah. need. And like we needed just simple stuff like better internet. We have better internet than the entire campus does. People come here just to use the internet. And mm-hmm. uh um, but then we also there wasn't any like a, a, a calm space to to go. So we have about seven thousand square feet inside, uh you know, two thousand wow. outside. And so we just basically converted it into this big multi different vibe rooms, you know. Nice. And um uh, I also get let, uh, I got five churches to use the chapel on the weekend. So the, literally this place went from like nothing to six people living here, a full functioning coffee shop, which by the way, we don't keep any of the proceeds. We give them all away. Mm. And then, uh, and then we had five churches on the weekend and then we had multiple little, little fresh expression experiments going on, uh, with, uh, different like gatherings in different places. Like we had a gaming group and mm. we, um, we had, uh, um, the Enneagram is just huge here. That was a whole other mm. thing, but fast forward, um, uh, fast forward to where we are now because of all these fresh expressions that we've had, like our primary one right now is called table talk, which is dialogical. It's over a meal. It's, it's mm. very much dinner churchy, yeah. uh, but it's a little bit different and it's outside or in, well, depending on where it's at, uh, we've been doing it outside cause it's nice. But, um, but then we started to, uh, then, the, then the, we, we had this little pocket of a gaming fresh expression, which then turned into us being, uh, integral into the school's, mm. uh, gaming club, which has 150 people in it. And like, of like, we've done multiple events here for with them to raise money for charities. And mm-hmm. we've talked about, they, wow. they, they even joke about talking cause I'm a gamer too, about me being like the chaplain for the, the gamers as we, yeah. we drive around and visit and stuff like that. And so long story short is we have become super integrated into the yeah. campus to the point so much that um, like, here's just a couple of things. They have a food pantry on campus that's ran by the school Mm-hmm. They gave it to us to run. Uh, they so we actually have a key to the building with mm-hmm. with faculty level parking, mm-hmm. uh, and and not only that, then I'm meeting with them next week to start a close uh, a close thing, 
and then uh, a, a clothing room for business stuff, you know, for yeah. people to rent out for interviews. And then this is see, and this is where this is where it worked. And the administration, this is like a secular university saying, hey, mm -hmm. we want to partner and figure out a way to mentor students. Mm. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can help you with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's like, uh, and, and so here we are, we're doing just all these different ways that we're listening and we're loving and serving. And then all these little church, like these little things are forming and then now we're get we are getting into the you know the discipleship part right. of 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 the church forming and so um and you know we're already trying to figure out how to do it all over again and well, so we're really are getting into the all all seven spaces now yeah so that's kind of where I'm does that make any yeah no I'm just thinking about the <clears throat> the ecosystem that you've kind of created there with all of these different things even you know in your building with five different churches meeting there and then all of these you know just places for people to to share time and share life together whether it be studying or the coffee or you know different events that you're doing there and how you inviting them how you're inviting people into um uh kind of joining God in um in 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 the work that God's doing in the midst of of your community that people don't even recognize right so you're 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 creating an atmosphere that is now kind of affecting the atmosphere of the entire campus um, to a greater and greater degree. Yeah, and and that's what's crazy is like when you go to um, a table talk, and it's been it, it's been crazy now, but it would be like just last Thursday we had two atheists, we had a pagan, we had um, we had some borderline Christians, mm -hmm. uh, we had a Muslim. Uh, an Islam, you know, and so it's yeah. like these are all here, and we're all fine. Yeah. And uh, and 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 what one of the things they appreciate is I'm a big perennial wisdom person, mm -hmm. and so it's just like you can like so I'll say you know I I, I always clarify is like I'm I, I'm a Jesus person, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I don't find wisdom in other faith traditions or right. I don't see the Christ in other faith traditions. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's really uh, to this generation that's really connected to them. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and I know what you're saying. You're like, oh, wait a minute. You're, you know, are you, um, are you being a pluralist? And it's like, no, I'm unapologetically a Jesus follower. Right. And everybody knows it, it too much, so much so that it's actually been put in the paper here. And everybody knows it's like, oh, the Wesley is where the real Christians are. And <laughs> it, it, it's like, yeah. which is, you know, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is not wow. just me. This is like yeah. everybody here. Yeah. And, uh, it's been really it, I mean, it's humbling, but then, but it's also like, it's really cool to start seeing people that, you know, walked in with no faith to now, like seeing some of the stuff that Michael's doing, you know, people like starting their own thing. And like, uh, it's like even a student last night called me and she's like, somebody's, you know, can't stay in the room. Uh, we should, we should, we should let them sleep here. And I'm like, it's your house. Yeah. You know, you don't need my permission. She's like, okay, good. And then boom, they just, they take care of it. I just keep thinking about... <clears throat> Um, kind of um, the bounded set versus centered set, you know, mm, yes. uh, uh, thinking and, and models for um, social interaction and, you know, how those apply to the church and how that's applied missiologically and, um, and, and kind of how you've set up really a whole centered set atmosphere, right, for people that um, to, to connect with God and with one another. Um, that does not create does not has not created um 
boundaries, superficial or otherwise, that um, people feel like they have to to, to cross. Um, but that there's just like an, an openness there that welcomes people, a hospitality, um, a humility, um, uh, you know, just <clears throat> that that by virtue of that ecosystem that you've set up there, um, in inviting all of these different expressions um, into the same um, ecosystem, there's just such a diversity there that I think has continues to open continues to open itself up to new things and and invite creativity and, and innovation that just continues to like you said begins to kind of reproduce itself. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't I like somebody asked me something the other day is like, hey, do you know about what's going on with this this and that? How did you do that? And I was like, we're doing that. <laughs> what are we doing? I, I don't even know what we're doing. Well, we we definitely create homogenous type um, atmospheres in the institution that that then forfeits the ability of creativity and innovation and all of the things. When you have all different, you know, even when you have different um, belief systems and um, socioeconomic backgrounds and all of those different things kind of bumping into each other. Um, it, re- it it really requires something of you. And I think more firmly solidifies what it is that you believe, ironically, you know, um, but also kind of helps you um, um, access and practice your faith in a way that we just can't in a homogenous environment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impossible almost. Yeah. And that's, and that's like, um, that's what I'm finding here because that's the people that do have a Christian background. That's the big thing they always say is just like uh, they just didn't. It was just too. They saw the the um, the the disjunctiveness about like what they said they believed mm. and what they did, mm. and and they just didn't. They couldn't reconcile it, and they're just like, why? And and that's what's really happening around us is like this whole thing that we've we've thought we've told everybody. We and that's I guess what it's saying. We've uh, who said this was a roar. And I'm sure he didn't say it. Somebody else did. But it's like it's the great comma in um, mm. the, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? And the creed yeah. Yeah. about, you know, we, we believe all these things about Jesus. But then there's that comma that jumps right over Jesus's entire life <laughs> that right. it's like. So even even our foundational uh, creeds. It's all about what you believe and not about what you embody and body and, and yeah, what you incarnate. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's what our key here has always been is like, it doesn't, you know, cause we say the, 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 the usual stuff, you know, you, you, you don't have to believe in order to belong, no questions mm-hmm. off limits, mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. And that's great to say right. until Nick, the pagan comes in and says, um, some crazy stuff <laughs> to, and trust me, he has. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, and, and to go. And for him to say something that is just completely nuts. And I'm looking around the room and people are like, like, do we say something? Do we correct him? Do we? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just, and, and instead what, what we say is like, what do you mean? Yeah. Tell me more. And, uh, and then to, to start saying, to start saying, oh, so it's interesting. We're actually saying that we actually believe the same things. We're just saying it in different ways. Yeah, and so yeah. to start, start to compare that. And, um, so and good. then, which leads to him coming to me and going, uh, it was a while ago. He was, just, he started talking to me about prayer <laughs> and, uh, and, and, 
see, and that's what I'm trying to say is like when we actually incarnate the stuff that we actually believe, that's what changes people. Yeah. That's what, you know, gives people the, the, the freedom to be able to, to put their guard down and uh, to bring their guard down and share their life. And then you share your life. And then before you know it, you know, crazy stuff is coming out of it. And, um, and I know, I know that's one of the problems I do get is a lot of people are just like, well, you know, what's your, what's, what's your, what's your structure and what's this, how do you make sure aberrant, you know, doctrines don't get whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, if we're, if we're living in open and honest community with one another and doing the most important thing, which is loving one another, Mm -hmm. um, these things will that is our strategy. Well, well, and and revelation comes by the Holy Spirit, man. The Holy Spirit does so much holy, uh, heavy lifting that we we we. I don't. I'm not saying we're forfeiting it, but I think we fail to recognize how much heavy lifting the Holy Spirit does. And let's just pray, let's just let's just pray and rest in the power of the Holy Spirit um, that's brought this person here and that has afforded us this this. Um, conversation in this community because I mean when people say crazy things it can get very uncomfortable really fast if we allow it to but leaning in and saying like unpack that what do you exactly do you mean by that or how have you experienced that or you know um that I mean we, we're not taught to do those things um number one but I mean it really speaks back to our our Wesleyan roots too right I mean John Wesley was not solely about, okay, they became Methodist because of their personal holiness practices, right? But but <clears throat> they became called Methodists. But, I mean, you know, he, he is known for saying there is no holiness apart from social holiness, right? And so how does our faith and our um, the work of the Spirit in our lives translate to the world and um, in in our embodiment of that faith and how we um, how we engage and have relationships with other people. And it was incredibly. I mean, talk about people thinking he somebody was a crazy person to 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 come outside of the the consecrated pulpit of the Church of England and start talking and preaching to people in in fields and streets and and whatnot. But you know. I, you know, I, I, I'm. We both went to Asbury, and so I know we both had to like. We had to create outlines of Wesley's sermons. Um, you know, a, yeah, I think we had to do like eighteen of them. We had to pick eighteen to do of the standard sermons. That that's my recollection, but it's been a minute. Um, I I have never looked, and now I'm thinking. Um, how did Wesley? How was Wesley's preaching different in the fields than it was to the people in the? Um, uh, in the church, and did it was it necessary that it was? I mean, he was speaking to a world that still very much operated out of Judeo Christian values, whether they w- were believers or not. That's not the world we live in. So how do we, you know, how do we contextualize um, our approaches to relationship and being good news and sharing the good news? Because I think. Um, you know, we we definitely are not attentive uh, to that to to our to our delivery and to our interactions and to our um, to the possibility there to our evangelism. You know, we've been talking a little bit about exactly because that was that was the flip for me was uh, in my it was my and I love this class. Uh, it was mission evangelism, and uh, we had um, uh, it was Angel um, 
I know his last name is Santiago. I can't remember his 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 first name, uh, his uh, first last name. Um, but that's one of the things he said was there is no such thing without there is no such thing of mission and evangelism. They're mm-hmm. one and the same. Yeah. And um, they always go together. Mm-hmm. And so that was. That was one of the big things that um, I think that because that's what one people like say is this like, like, when do you when are you going to tell them about Jesus? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, well, I tell them about Jesus every time I every time I interact with them. Everybody knows who Jesus is when we interact with them. And and then somebody goes, no, but you have to preach the gospel. And mm-hmm. it's just like I do. I tell them all the time that um, one of the things I say all the time is, you know, like, hey, I love you. Or, you know, did you know God loves you? And yeah. uh and that's it. And and, yeah. it's, and I know it sounds so cheesy, but uh, or another thing I'll say is is um, uh, it's like I'll say there's nothing you're ever going to do or not do that's ever going to make God love you any less or more or than anymore. he does than God does right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when people hear that, they're like, no one's ever said that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. Uh, yeah. Someone has. It's yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, and I don't. And I it really um, it really saddens me that. I really do look around and and see the state of some of our the way we communicate the gospel, mm-hmm. and um, it really it really does sadden me a mm-hmm. little because mm-hmm. and 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 I have a I have a personal attachment to it, and maybe that's why you know FX is so important to me. Mm-hmm.